0: Two humorous nurses would like to acknowledge the true custodians of the land in which we record
1: our podcast, the Yorta Yorta people. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders listening today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. This episode is brought to you by eNurse, Australia's leading nurse shop. So head to enurse.com.au. eNurse loves our nurses.
0: Two Humorous Nurses with Kelly and Alicia. The podcast that's always talking... Shh. <laughs> God. Welcome to Two Humorous Nurses where we plan to bring you funny, <laughs> informal,
1: conversational chat about all things nursing. Pooh, turd, shit, dropping the kids off at the pool, laying a cable, bum babies, number twos, taking a dump, whatever you want to call it, shit happens. Where did you find laying a cable? Have you never
0: (laughs) caught it laying a cable? (laughs) No. (laughs) I will never forget one time watching Geordie Shore and, um, oh, fuck, I've forgotten her name, the really funny one, Charlotte, said they were in Mexico and she's like, I was dropping the Mexican kids off at the pool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Now everybody likes to talk about poo but as nurses we talk about it every day. What is it about poo that's so fascinating? I think it's, like, so disgusting but so universally understood. (laughs) Like, Ollie got a book about farts and it was, like,
0: princess does a bottom burp. (laughs) Okay, princess.
1: Bottom burps. (laughs) I do a lot of bottom burps. Oh, it's very funny. Anyway, Amelia's been coughing a lot lately and she coughs and farts all the time. So weird! Oh, that's great. Sorry, um, Amelia. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, God.
0: <laughs> uh, I suppose poo can tell us a lot about what's happening internally. Of course, it can. So we're gonna we're just gonna take everyone on a journey, a digestive journey. Journey. <laughs> digestive tract is made up of organs that food and liquids travel through when they're swallowed. Yeah. Amazing. This uh, is like.
1: This is like GI for dummies. Yeah, it's like basic AF. <laughs> basic AF, yeah.
0: So uh, the food and liquids are digested, uh, nutrients are absorbed and then they leave the body as faeces. Uh, faeces. The, the digestive tract <laughs> includes <laughs> the mouth, the pharynx, the throat, esophagus, stomach, small intestine, large intestine, large intestine, rectum and Anus.
1: Anus. 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 Um shall we have like a little quick anatomy lesson on how the G. I tract works? I'm not here to learn. Turn food into feces. (laughs) (laughs) Right, it all starts at the mouth. You see the waiter coming with your cheesy garlic bread (laughs) and your mouth starts watering and then they walk past you and it's for another table and you're devastated. (laughs) So your saliva glands get active and ready to break down the food as you chew it to make it more digestible. Masticate. Masticate, if you will. One of my favourite medical terms. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then as you swallow, the tongue pushes the food into your throat and esophagus. Cute. Cute. (laughs) (laughs) That tongue does a lot. The esophagus, this is so boring, is located near your trachea Ooh, keep going. Wait, go to the arse. And it stops <laughs> you. Wow, I've just read what I've written, and it says the esophagus is located near the trachea it, to stop you shocking or breathing in your food. Choking. I'm sure <laughs> there's a little flap which is called the epiglottis. The only good thing about the GI tract is these cool words. Which yeah. Look at me pronouncing them. I know. So the epiglottis folds over your windpipe to shut it off. Yeah. That's how basic we are. What a thrill. And then the esophagus receives your swallowed food. (laughs) Great thanks. (laughs) And it sends it down to the stomach in a series of muscular contractions called peristalsis. Mm. Again, didn't even stumble.
0: No, look at you. You're just firing today.
1: Yeah. So anyway, then it gets to the stomach, which is filled with enzymes to break the food down into a usable form. Cells in the lining of the stomach excrete the acid and the enzymes once the contents is processed enough to be released into the small intestine. Oh,
0: just fabulous.
1: I always feel sorry for the stomach because, like, everything that arrives is like chewed and you always you feel know, sorry. It never gets uh. to enjoy its full form. It's always like soggy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I feel sorry for the small bowel.
1: Well, we're Not about to credit. get to that. Not the enough small credit. Intestine, it, like The small intestine, which isn't small at all. No, it's, it's the long intestine. Fucking, do you know how long it is? Yeah, isn't it like 20 metres? Uh, I mean, exaggerating, but it's it's about <laughs> six metres. Still, did you know inside your stomach? I always I've just seen think, it fall out nearly yeah. onto the floor. <laughs> I know, it's long. I've had to like, you know, clean along it in a surgery. But do you remember, I just think of like looking at really skinny people and just think, how is there six metres of bowel inside you? <laughs> like, where is it? It hasn't got much food in it, clearly. <laughs> it's <laughs> very thin. Um Yeah, so it's made up of three segments, the um, duodenum, the jejunum and the ilium. <sighs> I know. (laughs) (laughs) And that long muscular tube breaks down the food with enzymes released by the pancreas and bile released by the liver. And peristalsis just keeps moving along through that six meters of bow, small bow, to the large bow. Yeah, it's, you know, fun. It's making my mouth water, to be honest. Oh my
0: God. (laughs) I just think peristalsis reminds me of a snake. How it moves, that is how... If you,
1: like, watch a snake eat a mouse and then watch that body move, like, along it, (laughs) that's what it reminds me of.
0: Yeah. My granny has um, gastroparesis, so, like, her stomach doesn't eject the food and she doesn't Mm. have, like, the ability to have... For the, the peristalsis does like doesn't, doesn't happen. Work. So then she basically just gets like a backup and then starts yeah.
1: vomiting poo because yep. it's not moving through her
0: digestive tract.
1: Yeah, we've got a patient that has that her stomach gets so bloated from mm. it. Yuck. Poor, Poor granny. Yeah. The large intestinal colon is next. It's two meters in length and is responsible for processing waste. So that emptying your bowels is easy. And convenient. So the small <laughs> intestine is about absorption of nutrients mm-hmm. into back into the bloodstream. And then the large intestine is about poo. I've never ever thought that pooing could be convenient. It's not the word that comes well, to mind. Well, in brackets I've written, I mean, convenient is not how I'd describe it. <laughs> <them. laughs> it's always inconvenient for me. I didn't see that. Um. So the large intestine is made up of the cecum. The ascending colon, which is your right side. The transverse colon, which is the top. And then the descending colon, which is on the um, left-hand side of your body. And then it goes into the sigmoid colon Mm -hmm. and the rectum. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So peristalsis, love that word, moves the stool through the colon from liquid form, which is where it, you know, enters from the small bowel. And then ultimately in majority of people, not not myself, but anyway, <laughs> would end up in a solid form by the time it hits the rectum. Right. This occurs as the water is removed through the process. Um, mm-hmm. The stool is stored in the sigmoid colon until it is empty, uh, until it is emptied into the rectum once or twice a day. This process usually takes about 36 hours to get through the colon. Now,
0: well, that explains why, like, if you eat a few small meals, you don't do a few small poos.
1: No, that's right. Hmm. But if you would like to test how long your bowel, your food takes to go from your mouth to your anus into the bowl, <laughs> you could just try the um, corn, corn experiment. Oh. Eat some corn yeah, boop, and wait for it to come out the other end. I read that's
0: because um, our body can digest what's inside the corn kernel but not the husk of the corn it's, kernel.
1: It's like sultanas. Do not feed your kid like... A ton of sultanas because she just poop out a thing of grapes. <laughs> they just seem to reabsorb all the water and then just come out. What? Hot. Oh, oh, no, it's insane. I have not tested that theory. So we had corn for dinner <laughs> on Tuesday <laughs> night. Oh my god! I can't
0: believe this is where we are. <laughs> and
1: then I went to the <laughs> toilet last night, and there was still some corn. <laughs> so that was Tuesday night to Thursday night. It's about thirty-six hours. <laughs> Okay, good on you, Bao. I'm really sorry, everyone.
0: <laughs> I don't know why we thought poo was a good idea.
1: I ate it with um, sausages and gravy. Too, so.
0: <laughs> um, according to my Bristol <laughs> stool chart, that's a four and a a four and a seven. <laughs> oh no. Um, do you uh, know? Let's just for a second. I really want to talk about newborn poo because oh, newborn poo is like not. There's something exceptional about <laughs> newborn poo. Like yeah okay, breastfed newborn poo. Yes, so there's the meconium, which is kind of like uh, whatever. It's a couple of poos and it's over. Um, and then your breastfed baby has it's like not paste, isn't it It is like, and I'm sorry if this is too much for people, but I discovered something about myself when I became a mum. There are two smells that I cannot get enough of, and the breastfed oh. baby newborn poo, and the second one is newborn breath. I I would like. <laughs> hold her in front of my face oh and my just God. smell her breath.
1: Fucking weird.
0: <laughs> I still kind of like the smell of her breath, not her poo, because now she's a toddler oh, yeah. and she eats <laughs> <fuck> and everything. <laughs> but um,
1: newborn poo, it's, like, sweet. It yeah, smells like – it's just beautiful. It's all the sugar broken down from your breast yeah, milk. Yeah, it's just amazing. And yeah, it's, it's, like, crazy, this huh? golden colour, so it's, like, liquid gold. <laughs> we never had that because Amelia was bottle-fed. Yeah. And, uh, um, but then yeah. when you change
0: to bottles, it, like, it changes and the stink, it yeah. starts to stink. But, like – I don't know why, and I don't know if it's just does, and it seemed like it only smelled that good to me. Probably does. Yeah. It's like a bonding thing, yeah. maybe. I don't so know. So you don't
1: kill it. <laughs> I swear, there's a lot of things that mums <laughs> love about newborns. It's <laughs> so we don't kill our young. It's like come down. Do we need from to the test that ages. theory? Oh, probably. Mm. <laughs> so the process takes yeah thirty six hours. Try it with some corn. Um, the, honestly, drop in my DMs. I'm all about it. The rectum is. <laughs> So the rectum is the final stop for the food, which is now poo. So the rectum is an eight-inch chamber uh, that connects to the colon. that connects the colon to the anus. Um, the rectum receives the stool and lets you know it's time to poo. Oh, we all know that feeling. Yep, it holds it there until you get to the toilet. It's amazing. It is amazing. And then, and I um. Anyway, and then the <laughs> anus is the last part of the. Digestive tract. It's a two-inch long canal. Did you know that? Your anus is two inches long. It's a two-inch long canal consisting of pelvic floor muscles and it has an internal and an external sphincter. The anus is pretty smart. It has sensors in the lining of the upper anus which can detect if the stool is liquid, solid or gas. That's how you know it's safe to fart.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is Mm -hmm. so clever. It
1: blew my mind and my butthole. (laughs) sometimes it does let you down <laughs> we've all shattered, i'm sure confused. in our lives yeah um and it has remarkable self-control and will only relax when it is safe to do so which is why if you're in a public toilet and you think i'm gonna have a poo but then someone walks in you're like Oop, nope gotta wait till they get out <laughs> like isn't
0: that incredible like i think about um evolution right yeah. Like, is that something that's evolved, <laughs> or is that something I can't believe we're talking about this still? Or is that something that's been present from day dot? Like, because obviously, if we were cave people, and I mean, maybe we didn't care that much about hygiene and stuff, so we just like let a loose one out, <laughs> dribble down our leg. Like,
1: <laughs> I feel like though, back in those days, they probably ate a diet that was consistent with good stool and super high production. Fiber and like, yeah, and yeah, I because I not. feel like our problems with bowels is. Is diet related. Coffee and fast food. (laughs) Coffee and fast food. Um, My coffee and sausage roll that I had this morning. Not ideal for good bowels. I
0: definitely think you're onto something there.
1: What shit stories you got?
0: So I was looking at like what studies are out there that like what are people studying in people's poo? Because I mean surely that's a thing and I did hear something about newborn poo studies And they were trying to predict whether or not they had allergies based on Mm. their first poos. And it was all about like what they're exposed to in – Pre-birth, basically. Yeah. Um, so I did find that there was a new study um, published in Cell Reports Medicine that a team of University of British Columbia researchers have shown that the composition of a baby's first poo, so the meconium, is associated with whether or not a child will develop allergies in their first year of life. Huh. So as part of the study, the researchers analysed meconium samples from 100 infants enrolled in this um, cohort study which is a world leading bo- birth cohort study in maternal newborn and child health research. Yeah, so I think those studies have shown some promising results and uh, in the ability to predict whether or not kids will have allergies. It's funny, I was watching drag race the other day <laughs> and, <laughs> and they were talking yeah, I, segue, <laughs> right And they were talking about allergies and Raja, who's Indonesian, turns around and goes, I'm from Indonesia. Allergies is a white people thing. And I yeah, really thought I about that. I was like, "What? Like is that is that real?" <laughs> I didn't know that. Like is that a real thing? I don't know. Um, cuz I guess I don't yeah, I'm I'm curious to know more about the allergy thing. But anyway, yeah. today we're talking about poo. Um I also saw a study that people were concerned about certain gut bacteria going extinct because of the overuse of probiotics oh, and antibiotics. Yeah. Um that obviously Good gut bacteria is important for digestive health. And I think there's been so many studies into how your gut actually impacts your overall health.
1: There's lots of studies into how your gut health and your like microbiome of your gut is related to mental health and um, like psychological or no, like psychology disorders. So there's a whole thing called GAPS, which is your gut and um, like gut and psychology studies. And it's all about how, you know, like people who have um, anxiety or, you know, like mental illness or um, OCD and things, how, yeah, like there's a lot of um, relationship between gut health and that. So I think it's really important. Yeah,
0: it's huge. I think um, we pay
1: no mind to it. Even though we know dairy gives us diarrhoea, we still have it every day. (laughs) Like, you know, like we really do treat our gut like shit.
0: Yeah, it's true. Ironically. Well, I mean, (laughs) lots of people that do do the right thing, but lots of people that Mm. don't. Um, But people are saying that basically the overuse of antibiotics is ruining the good gut biome. Makes um, sense. Yeah. There's this place called Biome Bank and they are banking... (laughs) Poop. Good poop. Yep. (laughs)
1: So, a poo bank, a shit bank. And
0: they're basically <laughs> calling good poo donors unicorns because they're mm-hmm. so rare. Yeah, wow. Well. So for people who eat that, you know, really, really good nutritious, unprocessed diet and who don't overuse antibiotics or use other pharmaceuticals, I suppose, donating their poop.
1: Wow. And
0: um, I wonder if they want some of mine. <laughs> Is yours <laughs> any good? <laughs> I don't think so. And then I think that's where kind of the poop transplants, Come into play <laughs> because they're mm-hmm. harnessing, so they're getting all of these good poo donors in order to transplant that into people who have depleted their gut ecosystems, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I, I've come up with some fun facts as well that I found along my journey.
1: Fun facts. Poo fun facts. facts.
0: Uh, a new study published in the American Journal of Gastroenterology says that anal sex is linked to an increased risk in faecal incontinence. Shock
1: horror. Yeah. You stretch that too little poor anus <laughs> too much. It's, it's a muscle. They're I not going to go back to
0: normal. I think it's different like – I feel like I'm playing devil's advocate. But it's different like having sex, having anal sex – Rather than like using 10 inch giant black dildos up your ass.
1: Like, I just think about all those poor porn stars that have been forced to have like excessive anal sex over their whole career. Oh, yeah. Are going to end up with like chocolate starfishes, <laughs> proper <laughs>
0: rectal prolapse.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're going to have like as old people, they're going to be the ones in the nursing home who just are shitting everywhere Gosh. because I have no control. I just, yeah. I just don't see why that's not, not. A known that's yeah, like yeah, why it's not out there. Good study to do though. Imagine being part of that. We're talking to a sexual health nurse soon.
0: We should ask her about that.
1: <laughs> Be like, hey, tell, tell us about anal sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, another fun
0: fact, your faeces colour is the result of a chemical called
1: stercobilin.
0: That chemical ends up in your poo in two ways. It's a byproduct of the haemoglobin, which is ah, broken down red blood cells. Yep. And it also comes from bile. That's why our poo is brown. (laughs) Well, hopefully. So, Yeah, interesting. Hey, I didn't know that. So I wonder how – yeah, that is interesting. Mm. More about colour. In a person with an optimally functioning digestive system, the ideal stool is a deep chocolatey colour like melted chocolate. Mm, Delicious. Mm. Oh, and because we're talking about poo studies, there was an article that came out fairly recently which says that they finally come up with a word (gasps) to describe – Pooh studies, and it's called Infimo, which describes experiments done on faeces. The term is based on the Latin word "femus," which means dung, <laughs> Dun. and was introduced this past April in the Journal of oh, Gastroenterology. Infimo. Breakthrough Infimo. Wow. Um, more about the ideal poo. It's a continuous log and sinks to the bottom of the toilet. <laughs> 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 continuous log, so really laying a cable. Oh, and I found this so I thought of you when reading about this poo, Kelly. Yeah. Adrenaline and cortisol actually slow down the digestive process, which means like that explains why I get constipated when I'm really stressed, stressed. but it doesn't explain why you get diarrhea when you're really stressed. I know. Yeah. So adrenaline, cortisol. So maybe you need some more adrenaline in your life, (laughs) Kelly.
1: Be more excitable to help bind me up a bit. Mm. Yeah. I found that really interesting. Wow. Um, the, and we we talked well, about the yes. the corn
0: kernel in the poo. Um, so the outside of a corn kernel is made of cellulose, the, and that's mm. indigestible to oh. us. That plant fiber is indigestible, but yep. we can digest the inside of the kernel. Um,
1: but the hull. Well, I've makes never it picked out. the corn out of the toilet bowl to see if it's just, just the, the husk. husk. <laughs> And I'm not dedicated enough to our Get listeners to do that. Get a little seer. Take some that. pictures. Oh, yeah. gross. Where are we? My God. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, oh, I found this so fascinating. So because of anatomical differences, men and women's GI tracts work differently. Yeah. And the differences are so significant that this woman who is a gastroenterologist and who does regular endoscopies said that she could do it <gasps> endoscopy, like a, um, a colonoscopy yeah. and tell whether it was a man or a woman Stop. just by doing the scope. Yeah. And – um So for starters, women have wider pelvises than men, as well as extra internal organs, which makes sense, like uterus and ovaries. And as a result, their colons hang a bit lower and are a bit longer, on average, by 10 Mm. centimetres. And then finally, men have more rigid abdominal walls that help push um, food through the GI tract more effectively. So that's why the passage of stool is more challenging for women, and it takes longer Um, That's interesting. Yeah, I know. And it makes women more likely to bloat as well, apparently. And um, men, on the other hand, are much
1: more regular. Well, that's, I mean, of course they are. Of course they have it easy. (laughs) Of course they do. Oh, Oh.
0: and I found something else really interesting. We um, had a C. diff patient at work recently and I thought, Mm -hmm. are we going to do a poo transplant? Because I found (laughs) this and it said that faecal transplants have a success rate of around
1: 90% higher than antibiotics for the treatment of C. diff. So when I worked on a colorectal ward back in like the early 2000s, we had a couple of faecal transplants on patients that had like long-term issues with gut gut infections. Yeah. yeah. I can't fully remember what what they did whether it was just like um through the colonoscopy putting it back in or if they ate some shit.
0: Well, I are they <laughs> do they I think do they encapsulate it or something? Like maybe. You can, I I know you scientific. can do it
1: through a scope as well. You yeah. can transplant via the scope. Otherwise
0: an NG tube
1: maybe. Yeah, but then you're still not, not getting idea. it down into your bow. You're only getting it into your stomach.
0: stomach, and then the acids might interfere with the. Bowel. Yeah, I don't know. And but there's th- no
1: way I'm I'm consenting to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, exactly. You'd want to be <laughs> unconscious. Um, so C. Diff infection is often caused by an antibiotic indiscriminately mm. killing beneficial bacteria in someone's gut. So you're recolonizing them with good bacteria.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Ninety percent
0: success it? rate, like ninety yeah. percent more successful over the over antibiotics. I think.
1: Amazing. Mm. You know, the best way to make sure your poop is okay is to look at it. If you need a clinical reference, you could use a Bristol stool chart from the e-nurse for guidance.
0: From rabbit droppings to a rich saucy (laughs) gravy. This card
1: has all the visual poo (laughs) guidance a nurse could need. (laughs) e-nurse is Australia's leading nurse shop specialising in everything that a nurse would need to survive every shift from high-quality and stylish nursing scrub sets to handheld study guides and nursing equipment. They are truly a one-stop shop for everything you need. Well, we couldn't have a poo episode without me telling you some poo stories from the internet.
0: Oh, you're not going to tell us your poo story? I mean, <laughs> about that time you shot on the side of the road?
1: <laughs> Alicia! Oh my God. No, I'm not. I'm trying to block that from my memory and from my child's memory and my mother in law's memory, who was in the car with me. (laughs) You're so mean. Oh my God. I'm
0: sorry. But I was really hoping you would tell that story.
1: I just can't. Anyway, it was not pleasant. <coughs> Let's just say I should have gone to the toilet before we left the town. Anyway, I mean... Tell us, where have you found these stories? I mean, just on the internet, you know, good old BuzzFeed dive. People will share anything, really. <laughs> right, so here we go. One time I was very drunk and had to use the bathroom. My friend was using the only toilet in the house, so for some reason... <laughs> I decided to poop in the bathtub. I finished my business, but as I tried to get up, I fell backwards into the tub and into my own poop. In my (laughs) drunken state, I turned on the shower to try and clean up myself and the bathtub, but the shower drain got clogged, creating a giant poop bath that swirled around me. (laughs) (laughs) Cleaning that up was not fun. What the
0: fuck? (laughs) Why wouldn't you go and shit out in the bush or something? Oh,
1: my God. For some reason, I thought it would be a good idea to have coffee, Taco Bell and White Castle during – I think that's on like a burger chain – during a three-hour drive to my parents. I was uh, five miles from their house where my stomach took a turn for the worst. I let out a relief toot (coughs) and felt something unusual. I couldn't wait anymore. I sped into a Target parking lot and ran into the store. I was full on crowning. I rushed to the bathroom store and exploded before my cheeks could even hit the seat. I looked down and saw full poop in my underwear. <laughs> when I was done, I brought new underwear and cried as I drove to my parents' house. What? They asked Why how the drive like? was, and I said fine. And that's when I farted one last time and accidentally shit on their floor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as if I mean fortunate. I think. It, I think. Yeah. Ah, you, yeah. fortunate to have shit yourself in a target you just buy, can buy yourself some, some new pants.
1: pants um i was the bane of honor at a best friend's wedding i spent the week before taking care of my flu infested husband um, but showed no symptoms we were all lined up to take pictures with the bride when suddenly i felt ill i sneezed once and i immediately felt something drip down my leg i looked back and my leg was covered in poop i had to run away and wipe wipe it off the whole night I couldn't get over the fact that I pooped myself in my bridesmaid's dress. The professional pricks' pictures bring back memories that I will never forget for more reasons than one. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. This is a dating one. I went to a fancy restaurant with a guy I'd been seeing for a few months. In the middle of the dinner I had what I thought was a small bit of gas. I tried to slyly release it. Big mistake. And it turned out to be liquid diarrhoea. I sat there and tried not to panic. I felt it spreading. I had to. I had my white jacket on the back of my chair, so I snuck it down to my waist. I excused to the restroom where I had explosive diarrhoea. Once it dissipated, I took off the dress to expect the damage and there was a softball-sized brown mark on the back. I dipped the spot in the toilet and let it soak. Luckily it came out. (laughs) My now naked body ran from the stall to the sink for a handful of soap. I washed the spot until the stain went away. Then I dried it best I could. I somehow made it back to the table in time for no questions. I ended up dating the guys for a couple of years and never found out if he knew. To this day of 15 years later, I still have the dress. How long did that take her and why didn't he ask any questions when she got back? Like surely that took her at least five minutes. Why
0: didn't she tell him? I would have, I would have like, told him. I would have been like, I just got my period, got to go home.
1: Yeah, I would have been like, <laughs> or I would have been like, uh-oh. 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 No, you wouldn't. No. You would not
0: do that on a date. You wouldn't be like, hey, look, I've just let one out. Like, i am mean like, oh,
1: my God. Oops, there's a lot of – we only have one toilet in our house. So my dream home has air conditioning – a dishwasher and two toilets, right? We only have one toilet. There's so many conversations in the house from all three of us that are like, "Get off the toilet! I need a poo!" Oh my god! I need a poo. Well, I'm already pooing. Get off! I need a poo. My oh. if we all got gastro, I don't know what we'd do. Oh my god! <laughs> Thankfully, it's never happened. Touch some wood, but I'm not. I'm not into that.
0: Yeah, I. I mean, no, we had one toilet for a little while there Uh when we first lived together. We lived together for about two, maybe three years before we built, but um. And then I lived with two grown men. <laughs> That's gross. I was ne- I was fighting for the
1: toilet. Oh, yeah.
0: At the end of the day, I mean, we all poo. It's normal. I mean, my poo's never normal. <laughs> and neither- <laughs> Just two perfect hosts for this episode. Uh, most of it normal. Uh, poo's uh, not normal. Get yourself a Bristol t- stool chart. Tell us about, you've got. Oh,
1: I've got one on the back of my toilet door. I bought it, it off Etsy. It's it's like fancy. Does
0: that help you? Like, Well,
1: um- I, I never shut the toilet door when I go, so I never see it. But
0: um, <laughs> you shit with the door open?
1: Yeah. Why wouldn't I? It's my house. Unless people are over, of course, I shut the door. If what if
0: over. even if your family's home, they can just hear you plopping away? Yeah, or squirting away.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: god, Kelly, no!
1: <laughs> Too much. Too much. Um, but it has like a little crown on number four and number five. Uh, number. Number three. Three and number, and number four, because they're like the king poos. They're like the corn the on the
0: cob and the sausage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the According to morgue. my <laughs> Bristol stool form scale.
1: Um, If you'd like to, you know, like buy us a coffee to help us poo, the link is in our bio. It is in our bio, along with the link to our new website and to all our discount codes. Yeah. You um, uh. could also send us, uh, check us out on Instagram at Two Humorous Nurses Podcast. And be sure to like, like, like and s- subscribe. Hit the little
0: bell on your Spotify or your yeah. App- uh, yeah. Email your stories. We, we haven't oh. had a few. We haven't had many stories lately. Please oh, send us your poo. If you've yeah. got an
1: embarrassing poo story, tell like, us. Like, tell we won't us. air
0: your dirty laundry unless you want us to.
1: Dirty laundry.
0: <laughs> uh, we've got a few more. We've got some really cool episodes coming up. We've got a few fun guests. Um... Just all happening. Yeah. So, you email us your story suggestions, any guests you think we might be interested in. Maybe you're going to be a great guest and you want to pitch yeah. us. Yeah, send us an email hello at nurses.com. That's humorous like the bone. H U M E R U S. Bye. Bye.